Welcome to Third Pod from the Sun, the American Geophysical Union's podcast about the scientists and the methods behind the science. These are the stories you won't read in the manuscript or hear in a lecture. I'm Kimberly Cartier, reporting from the AGU Fall Meeting, where over 20,000 scientists have gathered virtually to share the latest Earth and space science research. Today I'm talking with science writer Seyma Siddiq, who spoke with Dr. Ellen Whitman, a forest fire research scientist at Natural Resources Canada. Whitman and her team are exploring how wildfires in Alberta have changed over the past 50 years. Are wildfires happening more often now than they did 50 years ago? Are today's fires more severe? And do those changes alter the types of trees that make up Alberta's forests? The short answer is yes, and you'll have to tune into Ellen's talk on Wednesday, December 9th to find out more about it. But Sema wanted to know about the impact these changes have had on local communities. Fires uh, occur on kind of an interesting distribution of sizes. You can have lots of very small fires, and as fires increase in size, you tend to have fewer and fewer of them. And we're starting to see within this particular study area a shift where those larger fires are becoming even more common. And they were already responsible for the majority of the area burned, but it seems like that's um, increasing even more over time. So what did you find? There was a substantial increase in annual area burned and also in number of fires from about the 1970s into 2018 and 2019 when we ended the time series for this work. So over time, there's actually been a loss of unburned islands within fires, which can act as feed sources or um, provide sort of residual habitat for species that might not be favored by burned landscapes. That was an interesting change to see. And we also were surprised to identify some shifts within how severely some of these vegetation types were burning. If southern Alberta is being particularly hard hit by this increase in wildfires, is that also where the population centers are? Personally, I I associate that more with northern Alberta, uh, where even though the population may be lower, so you're not having these cities of over a million people, um, you do have people very dispersed throughout the landscape. So there's a lot of small communities and wildland-urban interface in northern Alberta where we have seen perhaps more of an increase in fire activity. It's also a situation where we have a lot of smaller communities that are quite isolated. So you can think of First Nations Reserve or Indigenous communities, uh, Métis settlements that may not have um, opportunities for evacuation. Some of these places, there's only one road out. So the changes in fire activity do translate to an increased fire risk for people on the landscape, but it's more a risk to these small, uh, small population centers that are more isolated rather than major cities. In Canada, we're in this really interesting situation where a substantial part of our country is made up of boreal forests. And so we see these adaptations in the trees and in the habitat and animals here where they actually respond pretty successfully to fire. What seems to be shifting is that we're starting to see a ramping up of that fire regime and we start to extend past these adaptations. So. Although we generally expect the boreal forest to return to a pretty similar state to what it was before fire over time, increasingly, at least within this individual province, we're starting to see that ramping up of both area burned, uh, short interval fires, so the shortening of the 
uh, fire cycle. And all of that seems to start to eventually translate to some shifts to habitat and landscape. And that, I think, is something that Canadians will have to live with for, for the future and how they manage forests, how they see the landscape around them, and also to take into account that this increase in fire activity can also accelerate climate changes that are already, in turn, causing that increase. Oh, lots of, cha- lots of cha- challenges for the future. I would say, even though we're seeing these changes, people in this province and in Western Canada have lived with fire for time immemorial, essentially. But as we're seeing these changes, it's becoming increasingly problematic, and it means that we're going to have to make some uh, innovative and, I think, difficult decisions about how to manage fire and how to keep people safe, but also embracing this natural disturbance that's increasingly difficult to prevent. All right, folks, that's all from Third Pod from the Sun. Thank you to Sema and to Ellen for sharing her work with us. You can read more about this research on eos.org and listen to more Third Pod episodes at thirdpodfromthesun.com. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.